And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show's Christmas Special. First, we want to thank all of our listeners. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Hope you guys get to kick back and enjoy some basketball. Hey, and boy, oh boy, do we have a great show for you today. First, we have Zach Harper, Jay King, Josh Hustis, the Basket Buds gang previewing the Christmas Day games. Next, we have David Aldridge and Marcus Thompson with a look at the NBA's Christmas past. After that, the Nerd She Wrote crew, Dave DeFore, Seth Partnow, and Mo Dakiel bring you a very nerdy Christmas, followed by the Tampering Fellas, Sam Amick, Fred Katz, and Anthony Slater hand out some gifts to some teams in the form of some juicy trades. And finally, Slam and Jam Christmas with myself, Alex Spears, and J.E. Skeets of No Dunks. We do some Christmas trivia, and boy, it gets a little heated. There's some competition there. Hope you guys enjoy the show and the holiday season with good friends and family. And here is the Basket Buds crew previewing the Christmas Day games. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show podcast, Basket Buds edition, Christmas Day games edition. That's right. We are previewing all five Christmas Day games for you. You sneak away from your family. If you're like Josh and his family, you open up all your presents on Christmas Eve. So you get them game just locked in from the early morning game to the late game on Christmas Day. And here's what you need to know for it. We're starting it off noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific time. You can figure it out yourself in the other time zones. The Milwaukee Bucks are at the New York Knicks. This Knicks team, you know, Jalen Brunson's bound to drop 50 every once in a while. They're pretty good. Mitchell Robinson is out. But, guys, what are we expecting out of this Bucks knicks matchup on Christmas Day, Josh? You know, I, I like the Knicks, but I do think the Bucks are playing well. I think the Bucks are going to win this one. Playing well, defense looks solid. Giannis is on a tear. Yeah, Giannis looks um, pretty Giannis is right on now. a tear right now. Super motivated. Um, Without Mitchell Robinson, obviously that hurts. The Knicks, I'm going Bucks. Jay King. The Knicks defense has just totally fallen apart lately. And that's bad against the Bucks. They're like not having Mitchell Robinson just bad <laughs> against Giannis. It's, yeah. It's just they have not been able to overcome that. They're giving up a ton of points recently. And the Bucks, I don't know if they're figuring things out, but while they're figuring things out, Giannis is just trampling over people. So mm-hmm. should should the NBA put a bow on the game ball when the game is done and hand it to the Bucks? No. Or is that a no. little too played out mm-hmm. at that point? No, they want to see more of this tunnel charging stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see should, more of the fake fighting. You got to embrace the the beef here and yeah. just put have those game balls be free for alls after the game. All right, mm-hmm. the next game on the schedule that day looked better a couple weeks ago. Warriors at Nuggets. Like 10 weeks ago? <laughs> Warriors <laughs> at Nuggets. No Draymond Green, obviously. Uh, who knows who else is going to play, but is there any chance? And it, Steph Curry just had his three-point uh, streak snapped at 268 games. Uh, J. King, is there any chance the Warriors make this watchable against the Nuggets? No. Denver has suffered so. a little bit lately. Yeah, but Denver just punishes you for being small. They can pick on yeah. you for being too small. And right now, they're starting Curry and Podjemski. <laughs> like, right. The Warriors are good, small. Good luck yeah. dealing yeah, with, with Jamal 
Curry and Nikola Aaron Nick, Gordon. When Jokic. you have all those yep. small dudes on the ground, like they're big. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're going to punish them physically. Josh, at what point is this game a laugher? Second quarter, third quarter, or I think maybe the be, Warriors I think it, find a way. I think it becomes a laugher third quarter, mid to late third quarter. Yeah, this That's is where sad, man. As we, it's just sad. Stephen Curry's still playing at a ridiculous level, and we're just saying like, yeah, they're just gonna get blowed out, and they probably are. Yeah, I feel, I feel. I feel sad that we're missing out on thrilling Steph Curry moments because the Warriors just suck. Next game on the schedule, third game that day. This is uh got to be the premier game, right? It is the Boston Celtics at the Los Angeles Lakers. Jay, you'll be covering this game. I'm guessing not in person from the confines of your own Pelicans. Jared will be there. Jared's going to be Jared Weiss game. Yeah. What are you anticipating this game? Can the Lakers? continue this rivalry against the Celtics and and take them down. I anticipate that I'll be on the couch eating rolls. And rolls? You're just housing rolls by themselves? Yeah. Like, like the King's Hawaiian rolls? Yeah, the, the big old bulky rolls with the with the butter on them. Them joints are good. Well, I was hoping they wouldn't just be dry rolls. <laughs> well, they're, they're, <laughs> they're good dry, too. Um, what? You don't like dry rolls? Then you're Josh, what do you expect? I mean, other than this disturbing image of Jerry dry rolls wearing like a <laughs> wearing a Jerry McNamara jersey on the couch, just housing dry rolls. What are you anticipating from the Celtics Lakers matchup? Oh man, um, I like the Celtics here. You know, AD obviously he's got a week to be healthy mm-hmm. again. You know what I mean? But just yeah. the question mark there. I just don't know. Notoriously, we know how he can be with injuries, but the Celtics are just clicking. They're on. I mean, they're just they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah, they're. I mean, right they're now. they're pretty like impressive. they're just so good. They're just so good offensively, defensively. So, Celtics rolls with butter, maybe some honey. Oh, you gotta throw some honey. Maybe a little jam. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Jay, no, honey, honey, too much. Maybe a little jam. Yeah, not not a honey guy. Not even a butter guy. Apparently. Butter guy, not a hunting guy, not on roll. So okay. Just, just rolls. Just a dry roll. Just a dry roll, or maybe a, a. Is it a lot of butter or a little butter? A lot of butter. Yeah, a lot of butter. Load that. Load those joints up. <laughs> <laughs> Next game. Weird time for this game, man. <laughs> Sixers at Heat. Sixers at Heat. The Sixers finally don't play the Pistons or the Wizards. Uh, the Heat at home on Christmas. Jay, what do you expect out of this uh, this Sixers Heat game? I think the Heat are going to take down the Sixers. Sixers are just beating up on nobody's right now as as we record this. Um, and beating this, but that that Heat team can just ratchet it up, ratchet up the physicality, ratchet up the defense, and uh, I think they'll be ready for that one. Josh, what about you? I agree. Uh, heat, I think. You get a little extra from Jimmy when they play mm. the Sixers. You get a little extra from him, So I'm, especially in Miami. Yeah, I'm going to take the Sixers, and here's why. Because the the Heat need a couple of national spotlights of coming up short in the first half of the season for everyone to write them off. It's all part of their... It just seems to be the flow of it, right? And so I expect the the Sixers actually beat them pretty handily. And everyone's, oh, I thought the Sixers only beat the bad teams and everything. And they take down the Heat. And that is the fuse that gets lit for the It's all part of the strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And then final game on the schedule... This one will be kicking off at uh, 7.30 Pacific time, 10.30 Eastern on the East Coast. Uh, Mavericks at Suns. Josh, are we going to get more Luka Doncic, Devin Booker beef? I hope so. I hope we get more of it. It's just going to come down to if, if all three are healthy. If all three, if the big three for the Suns are healthy, I think the Suns win this. If one of them is missing, I think the Mavericks win it. Um. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Yeah, this is going to take be... the over 
on this game. Uh, it'll be fun to watch, but it's just if it's going to be if the Suns are healthy, man, if they've got all three, I think they'll win it handily. I think it'll be a blowout, but I think that they'll be in control. But without the three, Mavs. Jay, what do you got for Mavs Suns? Luca, Luca, Luca. He he seems to just have a signature game every time they're in a in the spotlight, and you know he's going to have something for Devin Booker. You know he's going to have something for the Suns. Their defense stinks. He'll be able to take advantage of a lot of holes that they have. I think mm-hmm. he's just going to destroy them. Yeah, I think I think I would go with the Mavs in this one. The Suns just aren't playing good basketball over the last like couple of weeks. I, you know, guys in and out of the lineup is is tough. I wouldn't expect them to be healthy just because I don't expect them to be healthy anytime soon right Safe now. Um, and it's been a little odd. Like at first, it was like when Devin Booker got back on the court, <clears throat> things were great for the Suns, right? Like they look like a completely different team. I don't want to say teams have like caught up with them, but it just it's not. It hasn't been as seamless as it was when he first got back to health and so um the suns need to figure that out i think the mavericks have a better idea of what they are right now and so i'll, I'll go with the mavs um in that one make sure you're checking out all the coverage of your christmas day games and everything leading up to the new year and through 2024 on the athletic the athletic is the best coverage of sports on the internet make sure you subscribe to that subscribe to the bounce your free email newsletter from The Athletic every day, and make sure you subscribe to this YouTube page. Happy holidays to everybody, whether you are opening presents on Christmas morning, whether you are having a great time with the holidays, whether you're just sitting by yourself, housing dry-ass rolls on the couch watching basketball, whatever (laughs) you're doing to celebrate, happy holidays from us here at The Athletic NBA Show Podcast. All right, Marcus, they want us to kill five minutes to give give us some... uh... Christmas Day stories. I have one bah, Christmas humbug. Story. Exactly. Exactly. I'll do this because I've been asked to do it. But Christmas is always, first of all, if you're working Christmas, you're angry because you're working Christmas. <laughs> you're not home. <laughs> At least I was angry. I wasn't like, oh, wow, I get to do a Christmas Day game. This is great. No, I actually, I actually I just, love it, DA. I don't really like did. Christmas, but I'm working. So <laughs> I got a reason to not have to go visit people. Like, I don't feel like talking to y'all anyway. So right. hey, I, I got to like work. Anyway. Yeah, everybody know. Oh, you got you got to work, right? Yeah, I don't even have to say nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even when the warrior, even when you don't go to the game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a great out, great out. I got I got one Christmas story when I was at ESPN. So we were covering. That's when the sack was good with the Weber teams, and they were playing the Lakers, and it was in LA, and they had had a fight preseason. It was, if I remember, it was Rick Fox and Doug Christie. I think had gotten in a fight in the tunnel. It was a preseason game. So, of course, it's, you know, Christmas Day game, it's a big deal. It was my first game for ABC, and it was a big deal. But I was 3,000 miles away from home on Christmas Eve and not feeling so great. So I had see, I had gone to the Kings practice the day before on the 24th, and the Maloofs were there. You know, Joe and Gavin, they, this is big for them. Christmas Day game for the Kings? This is we've arrived kind of moment. You know, like – or we're still relevant kind of moment. So I'm there and they're like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, what, what are you going to do for, for Christmas? And I'm like, I'm covering a game, uh, you know, and they're like, no, I mean, tonight. And I'm like, well, nothing. It's Christmas Eve. I'm in Los Angeles. There's nothing open. It's everything. Everybody's home with their families. And they're like, we're having a party at our sister's house. Come to the party. <laughs> like, and they said, it, and they said, it's, it's only a few doors down from where Shaq lives. <laughs> Like that was the selling point for me, and I was like, you know what? You I don't have walk anything. Walk over but... and look at Shaq. No, house you didn't, couldn't walk over, but oh, you, could, yeah. you know, it, it's LA. You get in the car and you drive over. It was about twenty minutes from my hotel, so um, drove over there, and it was the weirdest party. They were so nice. All of them, the Maloofs were yeah. so nice, and their sister was nice, Adrian. She was very nice. You know, do you have enough to eat? Do you have enough to drink? It was it was the most random collection of people I'd ever seen at a party. Like I'm standing there with a drink in my hand, and I turn around, and standing next to me is Martin Landau. Wow! What? Huh? What am I doing in a room with Martin Landau? This is so weird. Um, And then the next day, they almost got in a fight again, and I believe the Kings came back and actually won that game in L.A. I think I remember that because I did the walk off of Chris Weber 
and um, that's my that's my one Christmas story. That was a very weird time game, couple of days in L.A. That's it. What's yours? Uh, yeah, Christmas is uh, all right. I I do have I do have a story. Well, one like significant moment that I think one Christmas that really shaped the Warriors dynasty, or at least the next part of it, was uh, I, there was one Christmas game. It was after. I think it was after the first finals. Might have been like 2016. Kevin Durant's first one with the Warriors. It was like Kevin Durant's first one with the Warriors. After the Warriors lost the finals, they get Kevin Durant. And Steph was terrible in that game. He was Mm -hmm. was like 4-4-11, couldn't make a shot. And they were were very awkward. They they still didn't know how to play together. And after that game, that's when KD told Steph, man, just do you. He was trying so hard to let Kevin Durant fit in and make it work. Right. He was terrible. So they had a conversation where KD's like, man, play your game. Like I can fit any style. So you do you. And that kind of that kind of took off from year. But but my favorite moment was probably the next year because at, in the early stages of my career, and this is mo- this is like black trauma being solved, right? Being cured. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to the locker room. You don't, you know how the players are. They don't say nothing to our our are non-black brothers in the media and sisters, right? <laughs> that they, they don't ever have critiques about them, you know. Right, 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 but, right. When we walk in the locker room. I go in with my guy Sekou Smith, and, you know. Yeah. He taught me how to work a locker room. Right. And so you know, at the time, Air Force Ones was a big deal. But you know, Air Force Ones are the most finicky shoe of all time. So yes. I go in the locker room, and you know, two weeks in, they're like, "Hey man, it's time to replace them. You got a crease." Hey man, it's it's trying to, you know, they were a little dirty, you know, you know, so I'm trying to buy Air Force One. Like, <laughs> you know, hey, Jay Rich and them, Steven Jackson, like, hey, man, Air Force Ones. I'm like, man, I ain't got y'all kind of money. Like, yeah. <laughs> These got to last a little bit. <laughs> so in 2017, in 2017, the first time I ever got, like, locker room compliments was I, I got some, uh, I got a pair of Jordans. My, my wife got me a pair of Jordans for Christmas. They were the Win Like right. 96 Jordan 11s. They were all red. And when I came in, it was like people from the media weren't supposed to have those type of shoes. So everybody right. was like, oh, you got the, and apparently they was like tough to get for a minute. So it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. you got the, you got the Win Like 96. You got the Win. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah check, check out these J's. Yeah, check, yeah, I got them. You oh, you couldn't get them, Mr. NBA player? You couldn't get them? I got them, though, right? It made up for all that trauma that was caused over my career. Red Jordans on Christmas Day for Save your life. Saved your life. Childhood avengement, basically. You know how you get that moment with that girl who dissed you? That was it. That was my moment. Shout out to Jordan Bell. Who was like, hey, I was trying to get those, but I right? had them. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That was my moment. <laughs> now you can tell that you can tell the girl that turned you down for the prom, yo, I write books. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm good. You feel I me? Get awards. I you get a war. Nah, you know what? I'm gonna let my wife tell her. You know <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Christmas past is done. Merry Christmas to all and to all. A good night. Bye, humbug. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Chase Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Ho, ho, ho! We don't have our Santa hats, but it is Christmas time, and that means we're talking Christmas Day games, and we've been assigned the task of dreaming about Christmas future. Um, It is very hard to get an NBA Christmas Day game if if you're an NBA team. First of all, Dave, uh, I'm glad you started with ho, 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 because there was legitimately a debate in my family earlier as to who is the Grinch of this show, (laughs) and it clearly wasn't you. Right. So it was either me or Mo, and so obviously the uh, I'm the Grinch. I think it's either me or you, Mo. It's it's fifty fifty. In any event, let's no, uh, it's ninety five five. You, I I don't know, Mo. You've got the little dog, so uh, it feels <laughs> like you kind of fit the bill there. He's uh, a happy dog. What am I, Mary Lou? Who over here? Is that is that who I am I on no our idea. show? No, now you're Santa Claus. Too far. You're, you're Davy Claus. I'm Davy yeah. Claus. There you go. Well, uh, I'm here to sp- spread a little bit of Christmas future joy um, because I wanted to speculate a little bit about uh, ne- the next few years, maybe not next year, but the next two or three years. It's incredibly hard to get an NBA Christmas Day game. I mean, is they changed one team from last year to this year. The Miami Heat, who made the NBA Finals, got a Christmas Day game, and they replaced the Memphis Grizzlies who maybe would have still gotten a Christmas Day game had John Morant not had his issues uh, last season and, and missed the first 25 games of this season. Now, the Miami Heat certainly are deserving of a Christmas Day game, but we wanted to kind of look at our crystal ball a little bit and guess which teams were going to break into that exclusive club. And I think that there's maybe three front runners if we're looking right now at the future of the NBA and I'll try to rank these in the order and you guys tell me what you think about it. I I think that first up, you look at the best team in the league right now. They have a certified star in Anthony Edwards. The Minnesota Timberwolves feel to me like a future NBA Christmas day game team. I think starting with what are, what are we hoping to get out of the Christmas games? We're hoping to get, the stars were hoping to make new stars. So I for me, just you know, going bigger picture a little bit, I would I would like to see a couple of the Christmas matchups be old star, new star. I think that was we talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago. That was the best thing about the the in-season tournament finale is that it was, you know, LeBron against one of the, the new guys. And well, I'm sure we'll bring up Tyrese Halliburton later. But I think, especially since you can plan it, like, all right, uh, Anthony Edwards going up against Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, going up against Jason Tatum, something like some kind of marquee matchup where it's like established star against up and comer, 
And that just that creates some interest, creates some buzz, and gives a guy a chance to 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 uh, use a term that that Mo doesn't like us using. It gives a guy a chance to get over. Well, it's not that I don't like you use it. It's just you always use wrestling terms, and it takes me a while to figure out what the hell you're saying because <laughs> I'm an adult. Um, the uh, uh, great. It's you know what, Seth? I am the Grinch. Let's just do that. I am the Grinch. We could just. I, that's it. Um, yeah, I, I heard myself and was like, wow, no, you are a jerk. Oh, I'm sorry. That was my inner monologue. Uh, the Wolves, the, the truth about it with the Wolves is just like, they're. I mean, this is one of those teams we're going to look at. They're probably going to have a deep playoff run. I think that's one of the key ingredients to be the team that kind of takes that spot. And, I, you know, it's, it's tough for a lot of small market teams. We understand the Christmas Day games has a whole lot of uh, – uh, flare and fireworks and we this is our flagpole stuff here so it's always tough for kind of the smaller teams to kind of find their way in but minnesota is going to be a good candidate as long as they don't get bounced in the first or second round like if they can get to the conference finals then it sets up a with a possible matchup you know of hey they play the nuggets or the lakers or whatever in the conference finals and you you can set that up as a future christmas day game if they have a really good series and i think that's how you kind of end up with these types of games dave i think they're a great candidate they're definitely a team i would think about that would be you know probably invited to the party of getting to play on christmas day another good young team up and coming has an all nba level player i mean he made all nba first team last year he's probably going to be on a lot of mvp ballots this year and their number two is the front runner for rookie of the year right now the oklahoma city thunder to me feel like a surefire future christmas day team maybe not next year because they're not as good as the timberwolves but certainly in the next two or three years this team is going to be poised to strike a conference finals i mean they are way on the way up i mean they've surprised me this year, I thought this was going to be like a 500 team. And if everything broke well for them, they're in that top six in the playoff race. But they're way better than I expected this early. Well, Chet is way better than we thought he yes. was out of the gate. And I think that's I mean, we knew we knew Shea was good. I mean, I, we knew Jalen Williams was good. We knew they had some some good uh, role players. But Chet being coming out of the gate, looking like, um, you know, a, a all star in the making. Uh, if we can, I don't even think that's hyperbole at this point. Um, is, is sort of changes the dynamic of of what this team can be. It's like okay, well they they they've got Shea. Is he good enough to be the guy? They have to find. An, oh wow, okay, they got one. Now they have this. They have a very interesting core to build around, and I think uh, two players who I think uh, could easily be stars if they get some exposure. I think Shea has a very aesthetically pleasing game. And, and I, I think getting people to know him better would be, a, would be a good thing for the league. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're definitely a team. They're a team. I want to see in the Christmas day game now. Like I want to <laughs> yeah. see them now on the Christmas day game slate that, you know, and I think that's one of those things you know, you talked about they might not be as good as Minnesota. I think they're going to be as good as Minnesota next year. Wow. Assuming everything healthy and all that stuff. Like, I just think they're right there. And I was kind of with you, Dave, in terms of what I thought of them coming into this season. Like, this is a team that's really kind of rise. It's almost like somebody on this podcast a few years ago told you, though, that Shea Gilgis Alexander was a star. It's almost, I don't know quite who said that. It might have been... I, I, it wasn't Dave, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't Seth, so it probably me. But yeah, like gift, a, but Shay's a guy you want to kind of. I love. Oh, <laughs> I love uh, that this has turned into a Mo victory lap <laughs> over saying Shay's too good for OKC to be bad. That's a way to turn. That's how you turn the tide. Now you're going to get free meals in Oklahoma City when you go. Um, all right, and finally, no, now I'm this not going team, there. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great little city, man. I like it a lot. Can I, um, before we go to the third team, yes. I want to. Who like? I would I would be interested in in, in a in a. Uh, friendly last longer in the playoffs bet OKC versus Minnesota. Cause I think OKC might be a more playoff ready roster than Minnesota. I'll Min say this. If it's like the regular season, season and it depends on Chet, I'm not willing to bet against him. That's like, 
he has exceeded every expectation I had for him this year. It's hard. That's a hard one because it's, it's, you come down and I start thinking like, okay, how would I scout against them and, and whatnot? And who has the, the holes and things like that. The thing about Minnesota is like, they got like unbelievable perimeter defense too, you know? And I think that's part of the, and then having the eraser, in Rudy Gobert is is a big deal there. And I think that kind of makes him having those perimeter defenders makes his job easier and it allows them to play defense as aggressively as they want. It's kind of the perfect marriage, which is something that we never saw in Utah. And I think that's it's tough. It, and then, you know, the who lasts longer, you know how it goes, Seth. It's all about where you end up with matchups. I actually kind of think it'd be a fun second round series or even first round series. With these two squads going at it, I think we'd have a hell of a time with that. That'd be, a, or, be or or even even or or perhaps even though markets wise, it's a weird one. Uh, even as a Christmas Day matchup, this could be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe they need to do a Christmas Eve game for the up and coming teams, and just uh, you know, it's like a showcase. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> that. Give the people a night off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everyone wants to work on the holidays. Uh, finally, and look, this one's a little bit of a stretch because it's not as good right now as those other two teams. But I think when you have a talent like Tyrese Halliburton, you have to try to put him front and center. And I do think Indiana has enough pieces. They could turn this thing around pretty quickly. I don't think that they're going to be a, a conference finals team next year, but you've got Halliburton in-house. you got a pretty good team around them. If they can upgrade that defense significantly, this could be a real, real good team. But if nothing else, coming off the in-season tournament and the buzz this team has had, if nothing else, guys, if the exact same team is rolled out there next year, you can guarantee on Christmas Day you're going to have the number one and number two offense on the court at the same time, because the Indiana Pacers are going to put on a show and so are their opponents. <laughs> uh, fireworks a week early. Yeah, no. And I think, again, if we're talking about star making, I think that he seems like the, the, the Halliburton seems like the guy all around between the pleasing game, uh, good on the mic, as 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 the wrestlers would say, and cut a promo. Yeah. Sure. And, and I, you know, I think Frank and, you know, the, the, uh, the pregame feature on him uh, would, would be fun too. So I think there's, there's a lot non-basketball wise that would, would recommend that also. But I think that none of us think that we're going to be, they're going to be on the same level as a team as those first two. No, definitely not. I mean, I mean they're not even close. No, like we're literally trying, we're, we're, we're talking about a team with a potential MVP candidate in, in Shea. And, you know, as great as Tyrese has been, probably not going to be that at the end of this year. And, you know, we're talking about the number one team in the Western Conference. You know, I think there's a lot of that stuff with them. Like, I think we are jumping too quickly on the Indiana bandwagon in the sense of, and I have them as a top six playoff team, but we're jumping too quickly and like, this team's going to be absolutely amazing. Like some of it is, hey, let's see how it goes because, those first few games after the in-season tournament final were uh, not too great for them. And I think, you know, they are coming down to earth a little bit, so I don't know if they're on that upper echelon. I'm going to throw a complete curveball, though, Dave. I'm going to throw one team out there that you're not even thinking of. Man, I want to see the Orlando Magic. Ooh. I knew this was going to Orlando. I Listen, I, you know what? <laughs> I, I'd say this. I, that's a good fun young team but they don't have the the sort of dynamic offensive player that i think you need to have to play on christmas day you need the potential for fireworks and orlando just doesn't have that paulo bonchero is offended <laughs> unbelievable playmaker the way he is and everything you know franz wagner like come on man i would put them in before i'd put indiana in i mean listen i'll say this if they play a christmas day game in orlando that's a great location on christmas day oh i don't but think they get a home game easy <laughs> easy now All they right. gotta go on the road <laughs> all right that's gonna what? do it for this bit guys um Again, uh, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening uh, throughout the years. And uh, happy holidays and happy new year from Seth Partnow, Moda Kiel, and myself. Uh, 
Keep tuning in in the new year. We're going to do some fun things. Hello, everybody. Happy holidays from the Tampering Crew. I'm Sam Amick, NBA national writer at The Athletic here, as always, with my tampering buddies, Fred Katz out east, Anthony Slater out west. Guys, on this holiday edition, first of all, happy holidays to everybody, of course. We got a fun job here. We get to play Santa Claus. We get to put the hat on, put the suit on, and give out the gifts. We are going to be talking briefly uh, and in-depth here about the type of gifts that we want to give out mid NBA season because we need to put some smiles on faces where there might not be some. We need to get creative and think about if you're digging into that bag of, of goodies, uh, what are we giving out here, guys? You had a homework assignment, Fred, I'm going to throw it your way first. What are we thinking? Well, we're giving out, we're, we're creating trades, right? We're not just like lifting a player off a roster and you're just you're, you're delivering a gift whatever gift you want to give across the league sounds like to me you want a white elephant you want something meaningful you know it's it's, it's up to lot. you i mean you are the architect of, there are a lot Live of your best to, life there are a lot of things that we could that we could come to i mean there there are there are a few things that i think could be gifted quite well i think the number one thing that i want to gift to someone right now though Above all else, is I just want to gift a win to the Pistons. That's all <laughs> I want. Uh, we that might is have some, all some that needs to happen here. in this league. Yes. Yes. That is all that needs to happen. Just a, a win for the Pistons. I was I watched their game last night against Utah. And I have How much to say, you watch like end to end? You just were locked in the Pistons Jazz the whole time. I don't I even think James last, Edwards is watching end to end anymore. Unfortunately, James Edwards is watching end to end. And if you read James Edwards's fantastic column is very from good. this morning about how the, the Pistons fans fan base is so passionate and deserves better. Here's the thing. I don't care who you think is the least passionate fan base in the league. That fan base deserves better. 25 losses in a row. They're one away from the record. And I'm watching that game last night. I watched like the last two and a half quarters and their broadcast is has really become so I like their broadcast. It's really become so sad. It's them just being like, maybe this could be the one. Could this be the one? Guys, 58 days, Fred. Really, 58 days. You know, the Texas Rangers have won a game more recently than the Detroit Pistons have. It's it's it is unbelievable. Uh and and they might have one by the really, time people are listening. They got at Brooklyn on the Saturday night. Maybe the, you, maybe your gift strays was strays from the net for the Nets. What did yeah. the stray, what did the Nets do to Four you? Four in a man? row losses for the Nets. They're not playing that well. They got two. Honestly, like they have two in a row against the Nets. That's probably their most winnable for a while. So, uh, Fred, do you have a specific team in mind that is going to gift? Is it going to be the Nets? Is it going to be somebody else? Who's going to be so kind as to lay down for the Pistons just so this streak can come to an end? I mean, I don't think it's going to be the Nets at home. I think they have two straight coming up against the Nets. Yeah, right? It's one. It's one, one. It's yeah. one with in Brooklyn, and then they play Brooklyn at home. Maybe it's hard. They, you know, play, players and coaches around the league always say it's really hard to beat a team two times in a row. Maybe they get to twenty six, they lose in Brooklyn, and then they get that win. But after that, it's at Boston, it's Toronto, and then they're just on the road. Like it's at Houston, it's at Utah, who they just lost to at home. It's at Golden State, it's at Denver, and they're home for Sacramento. Like. This thing could get up into the 30s by the time they play San Ant they play San Antonio at home on January 10th. I'm calling one which of which is why I want to gift them a win. All right, that's a good I, one. I don't Fred. know if it's happening, and I just no one deserves this. It is so sad to to watch a broadcast be like, "Could this be the one?" It's so sad to hear Cade Cunningham after a game be like, "We're not two and 26 bad." The implication being like, "Yeah, we're obviously bad, but." We're not two and twenty-six right. bad. And it's like all you have is the two and twenty-six. Like you might just be two and twenty-six bad. It's it's a very depressing experience following the Detroit Pistons these days. James is losing. Fred, I like it. And yes, read James's column. Really good stuff. We didn't even design this, but it's gonna work out well. I'm gonna take the ball and run with it from there because my gift is pistons related as well. But we're gonna get a little more specific, a little more uh little more risky because I think it's time for a little risk in Detroit. I'm not suggesting, you know a Blake Griffin type trade like back in the day when you run to the middle to avoid uh, being bad and, and have the road to nowhere. 
Um, this week, guys, as you know, because he was on our podcast just yesterday, Mike Vorkanoff reported on Zion Williamson's contract in New Orleans. And, you know, there this is premature because I think the Pelicans are going to continue to try to make things work in New Orleans. Uh, how do we feel about Zion in the Motor City? And maybe well, what I are mean, the Pistons giving up together? <laughs> Here's You're the just thing: giving them Zion the, No, I mean in terms of making the money work, uh, you know, you could get there with a Cade Cunningham, Boyan Bogdanovich deal. Now the Pistons have you know a boatload of picks, and so well, then Dave Griffin's going to go to work. The, most, the but, highest, but they don't. They don't. The Pistons. Where are they at? I thought, the Pistons me up here, Fred. I just looked at it in the Christian Wood sign-in trade for Ariza. I think it was the Pistons sent out a pick and protected it all the way to 2027, which means they have that pick is just protected out forever. So they can really only trade like one first rounder. Well, in this, so maybe, maybe we need to gift. <laughs> what are we um, doing here? This is, this is the gift. Episode. You know what you would maybe you would give, outrageous. this year's Pistons pick looks very appealing is all I was trying to say. Cause at this point sure. it's, Probably going. They're probably going to be the worst team. I mean, so uh, yeah. I mean, like that's a high quality pick. Well, and then we need from to, a risk standpoint, like Vork detailed, uh, you know, there's a get out of jail free card, so to speak, on the contract because Zion is signed for you know forever at huge money. Uh, I, I get it. It's a calculated risk, but like James wrote in his column, something's got to happen here. Uh, part of this is born out of me. Just and you know it's funny because we talked about John Morant on the show this week and how I was very happy just to see him back doing his thing. It it makes me kind of sad when I see incredibly talented guys not getting close to their ceiling. And so job being back is a good thing. Zion Williamson being in this Pelicans existence that has had a few high moments but not many. Uh, I just don't like it. And and there would be a lot of pressure on him in Detroit because all of a sudden your franchise centerpiece and that brings with, you know, a lot with it, but, um, I don't know. I think it might be something that could turn things for him and the, and the Pelicans would have flexibility plus, you know, a good team that has played pretty well without him. Does not sound like a gift for Zion. I'll tell you that much. I mean, maybe no, you don't think he can pull like it off. I mean, they're two and 26. Well, he ain't taking them to the they, title, but it'd be a reason. Meanwhile, with the way reason. with the way that Monty Williams is running through his rotations now, Isaiah Stewart's going to be playing over Zion by game 13 <laughs> that he's there. You're going to be like, wait, why is Wiseman going in over Zion now? And why is why is Zion playing over Jaden Ivey? They don't even play the same role. This doesn't even make sense. Right. Why is Zion playing me and Ivey camp? Right. It's just, you know what? This is going to be a sneak preview for you know preemptively promo it and hope that James's schedule lines up with ours we need to have james on to talk about this streak and everything that comes with it and the human components and, and what it's like to be in the building so a lot of pistons talk slater i'm hoping you weren't going down the pistons road with I your wasn't. holiday gift uh what what are you bringing to the party here i'd like to gift alex caruso to a winning team i think that would be good i think he's a winning player uh that could help like pretty much everybody, right? Is there a team out there that couldn't use him like either as your fourth man all the way down to like your eighth man, depending on, you know, what your rotation currently looks like. So, I mean, you guys can throw out ideas of teams you might want. I think Sam, I'll start with one. I mean, I think he'd fit on the Kings, you know, the Kings kind of oh, need sure. a defensive boost without like a complete offensive downgrade. And like, you know, Caruso's limited offensively, but he can hit an open three. He can do a little bit. He's been on a title winning team with the Lakers, you know, the bubble Lakers. Um, I just, as Chicago potentially hits reset here, I mean, we could gift a Levine out there. We could gift a DeRozan, but I just, I really think the easiest plug and play piece at a 100%. very reasonable salary is Caruso. That's the hard part, right? With Levine and DeRozan is, is, you know, okay. Uh, more high profile players, but the fit is such a question with those guys and every team they go to Alex fits anywhere. Um, the the kind of sick side of me wants to see him go back to the Lakers just to see just that cracks me up because of course there was a lot of criticism when they didn't pay him the first go round. Um, but you know, they'd be happy he would fit in well. I think he'd be good on the on the Kings. Um, that's the thing. He's strong on the defensive end and not such a liability offensively. Uh, you know, it's it's a, a better version of Matisse Thibel, if you will. He's he's shooting forty seven percent from three this year. Yeah. How many attempts he a is, game? He's destroying from three this year. Uh, a little over three a game. Yeah, I mean, you know, and he can hit it over three. Like, like the confident. dude will hit. He doesn't take difficult threes. He doesn't take them off the dribble. But if he's rising, it's a good shot. Like, 
he is he's so energetic he's so plug and play i love caruso you know where i think caruso could be really fun uh or orlando i think he fits in with the identity of that team really well i i they they could use like a a real guy to set up their offense like a real kind of more natural point guard i wonder if they'll get in on like the donovan mitchell stuff with the way that they've been playing i wonder if that's a team that we see with that but like Caruso would be fun with that team, with their defensive mentality and how hard they play, and he'd work. He'd work well anywhere. He's. I, I think that's a good. That's a good choice later. I like it, guys. Whenever we you know what? You know, throw in the next. Send him. Send him to Detroit. Send him to Detroit, <laughs> and he'll turn around. I'm watching that Detroit game last night, guys, oh, no. and Here there's like again. there's like four or five minutes left, and you'd think they'd be playing like their lives are on the line, right? And and Detroit turns it over, and Utah gets out on the run, and one piston runs back in transition defense. And then they give up two offensive rebounds in the last two minutes because they don't box out, and Utah gets second-chance points. And I'm like, your lives are on the line. What's happening here? What is happening? Why no. Why are you not, like, going balls to the wall? You might like a win boxing this game. Match, Fred, like a boxing match. You're, you're in that round. You're in that ring for 12 rounds, getting your head beat in. Like, that's where they're at right now mentally. Uh, I mean, I 20, hear you. 20, but 25 rounds, Sam. Yes, 25. indeed. 25-round boxing match. That's a little brutal. Might have a little uh, a little concussion after that one. It's tough. All things Pistons. Uh, you know, there's plenty of bad teams this year. I don't know why we picked on the Pistons. But I will definitely invite you all to our next holiday party you bring good gifts we appreciate you now and always and to the listeners as well enjoy the rest of the pod thanks for letting us chime in have a good holiday welcome to the slam and jam here on the athletic nba show christmas special and uh, we've got our guy Jay Skeets with us. Alex Spears is going to hit us with some really tough trivia. I, I know that I'm not ready for this. I was barely ready for Cavs trivia. I am, like, not ready for this. Uh, Al, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, thank you, Andrew. You have the first time listening. Every week on Slam and Jam, we do a trivia segment, uh, Andrew versus the Beat, where Andrew goes head-to-head against the beat writer. This week... He's going against J.E. Skeets, host of No Dunks, and all of the questions are Christmas-themed, specifically Christmas Day game-themed. So we did this last year, came up with eight questions. Uh, Skeets, you're going to start off by just giving me a number between one and eight. It'll correspond to a question. If you get it right, you'll at least get two points. If you get it wrong, Andrew will have a chance to steal. We'll go back and forth until all the questions have been asked and answered. So what is your lucky number between one and eight? Give me number two. Let's do it. Question number two. Now, LeBron James, he may have the most points all time in Christmas games, but he still falls short of this Hall of Famer when it comes to most 30-point games on Christmas Day and most assists on Christmas Day. Who is it? Holy moly. Total? We're talking total points. Can I get a clarification there? Uh, Yes, total points. Um, that's, that's what LeBron leads everyone in this player mm-hmm. who is a hall of famer. Okay. Hint, he has the most 30 point games on Christmas and he also has the most total assists yeah. on Christmas total day. Assists, that's what assists has got to be where I got to focus in on the 30 point performances. I mean, okay. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I'm going to go old school with this one. I'll lean into this. Yeah. Just like I said, Big O, Oscar Robertson. Skeets? That is absolutely correct. Let's go. Let's go. I know he played a ton on Christmas, so I had that going for me. All right. played way more than I realized on Christmas Day. Uh, Okay, Andrew, board is yours. Okay, number one. Question number one. The Los Angeles Lakers currently hold the all-time record for most franchise wins on Christmas Day with 24. We are going to name the other nine teams in the top 10 for most Christmas Day wins. So how this will work, Andrew will give me a team name. Skeets will give me a team name. We'll go back and forth till one of you stumbles. Oh I think some of, the, some of the names oh. will be easy if yeah. you think about it, but they will eventually get hard. So Andrew, top 10 for most franchise wins on Christmas Day. Boston. Boston is number five with 16 wins. Ooh. Skeets. Um, 
I know they're not good, or they weren't for a while, but they play almost every year. Give me the Knicks, just pure numbers here. The Knicks are number two. They also have the most losses, but they're also number two in wins with 23. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Um, Teams that would play a lot on Christmas. Um, Sixers. The Sixers are number three. Yeah, that's a good guess. With 19 wins. Oh, that's who I wanted. Back to Mm. Skeets. Uh oh. Miami? Miami. Miami is number eleven. Ooh. With eleven wins, they did not make the top oh, ten. Oh man, I thought they didn't lose on Christmas. Yeah, they didn't play enough. Ah. The other names, would you believe that the number four team, and this kind of goes back to the big O, it's Sacramento uh, because of all the years with the Cincinnati Royals. Yeah. Uh the Wizards slash Bullets. The Golden State Warriors. Oh, I should have. That one kind of makes sense. Yeah, I should have. Uh, Portland, Portland, the Trailblazers, fourteen wins. The Bulls, of course, because of MJ. I'm assuming. Yeah. And uh, the Phoenix Suns were number ten. Oh man, I got, yeah, I got cute with it. I should have went with some. Uh, yeah, Bulls, man, that was yeah, so Bulls, right there. yeah, yeah. All right, Skeets, the game is tied. Oh, uh, let's go number seven. Lucky number seven. Question number seven. Which team? is currently on the longest Christmas Day winning streak with eight straight Christmas Day wins. Oh, I think I just said this. I think Ooh. it's the Miami Heat. Eric Spolster, I don't believe, wow. is lost. I walked you right into that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> for two points. Very, very good uh, uh, number choosing there. Yeah. Question number seven. Okay, Andrew. Four uh, to two. High scoring game. Wow. High scoring game. Wow. Number three. Question number three. Since... 1997, the most watched Christmas Day game, which averaged over 13 million viewers, was in this year. Now, you get to choose who answers first. So one of you is going to pick a year, and the other will say, uh, well, I guess not higher or lower. Um, uh, Older or recent. More. Older or more recent. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? So, Andrew, would you like to pick first, or do you want Skeets to pick first? By the way, if if either of you get it absolutely correct, you get a bonus point. I'll have Skeets go. I have a guess, but I don't know. Okay, Skeets, where would now, you like to set the bar? Now, what happens if I correctly name the year? Do I just straight up win? Uh, you will, but I won't reveal it until oh. after I make Andrew. Oh wow! Meaninglessly guess. Oh, I gotcha. More I mean, I'm gonna guess. Um, I'm gonna guess 2004. 2000. And four is the bar. Andrew, would you like to go more recent or older? I'll say more recent. More recent. The highest rated game in recent Christmas Day history was the first matchup post breakup of Kobe yeah, and Shaq see, in 2004, yeah. yes, which means Eats gets the points Dude, and the bonus. I am points. cooking right now. That's I actually had that in my brain, too. That's what I was going to guess, but I'm like, well, maybe LeBron had one, or yeah. maybe so-and-so had one. So I'm like, I don't know. That's that's the one I was going to guess, too. Because I mean, I remember sitting there watching it. Yeah. Andrew Bynum like, had like a spin Andrew move on Bynum? Shaq. Like, come on. And just like that, it is seven to two. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dang it. Uh, wow. Where would you like to go next? Okay, I'm up. I'm up. Um, number five, please. Question number five. Which of the following players has more career points on Christmas Day than Nikola Jokic? I'm going to give you five names. Only one of them has more points than Jokic on Christmas Day. The names are Kyle Kuzma, Tim Hardaway Jr., Clint Capella, Jordan Clarkson, Taj Gibson. Once again, it is Kyle Kuzma, Tim Hardaway Jr., Clint Capella, <laughs> Jordan Clarkson, or Taj Gibson. Only one of those players has had more Christmas Day points than Jokic. Um, and again, we're talking uh, total points here. On, total on points. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Well, I, okay. I'm like, there's no way it's Capella. <laughs> yeah. I'm leaning towards <laughs> Kuz and Tim Hardaway Jr. He was on the Knicks, so you know he was playing. Kuzma was on the Lakers for a bit. I'm going to go Tim Hardaway Jr. I, I don't feel great about it, but let's go. And with you shouldn't because it's wrong. Yeah. Andrew, you have a chance to steal for one point. Damn. The, na- the remaining names: Kuz. Give me Todd Gibson. Pella. Give me Todd Gibson. 
Oh, Andrew, that is correct. Wow. Gibson. Oh, what a pull. All right, Andrew, could you make a comeback here? The board is yours. Three questions left. Four. Question number four. The Charlotte Hornets are the only NBA franchise to never play in a Christmas Day game. There are several other franchises, however, who are in the midst of a long Christmas Day drought, having not played on Christmas in well over a decade. Which team has gone the longest since their last appearance on Christmas Day? Hmm. Holy. That's tough. <laughs> Hmm. Sacramento. Oh, Andrew, you're on fire. That wow. is correct. It's a 16 Dude, year playoff draft. Kind of helps me out a little bit. That's right. 2003 was the last year. All right, yeah. Skeets. Now you got to protect this lead. It's yeah, this, five, is, this is a battle four. here. Um, battle. All right. Give me number number six. Number six. The only non-basketball question. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple one. What is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time? Oh, God. <laughs> Why did I have to get this one? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I, I guess Home Alone? I don't know. Home Alone. It's a great guess. It's number two on the Jeez. list. It is not one. Andrew, you have a chance to steal one point. Is it The Grinch? Andrew? That is correct. Oh, my God. What a battle. Oh, God. Okay. We are now, it is now seven to six going into the final question. If Andrew gets both of these points, he will win. Wow. Christmas Day trivia. Okay. And it's a doozy. 22 active players have taken at least 25 three pointers in Christmas Day games. (sighs) Only two of those players are shooting under 25% on Christmas Day threes. One is obvious, one is not. Can you name them both? And you get one point per correct answer. Westbrook? That's a good guess. That is correct for one point. Can you get the final name, Andrew, which would give you the lead and the win? Gosh. One is obvious. One is not. I would guess Westbrook's that, obvious. Westbrook must have been the obvious. He's got to be the obvious one. <laughs> uh, Clay? I don't know. Andrew? That is incorrect. Oh. Which means Skeets has a chance to win the week. If he can get this name. It is a player, active player, who's taken okay. at least 25 three-pointers on Christmas Day. But he's shooting under 25%. And I did mention one is obvious, one is not. Now, Andrew guessed Westbrook. You, it's up to you to decide whether that was the no. obvious one or not. <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> well, it's, it's up to you. It's up to you. Active player, you said, too. Yeah. Active player. Could it, could it be him? I guess it could be. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, LeBron? LeBron, that is incorrect. Oh, man. Which means the game is tied. Seven to seven. Would you like any more guesses? Let's do one more round of guesses here. Let's do it, Andrew. Okay. I mean, if it's uh, uh, Luca. Luca, okay. Why don't you give a guess and then, and then oh, uh, wow. you, you, you give a guess? Yeah, I, I want to figure out whether this is the obvious one or the not obvious one. <laughs> I would assume Westbrook was the obvious one, though. But, um, uh, okay, you said Luca. 25 threes. That's a, that's a good chunk of threes. Um, yeah. So you had to have played a lot. You had to have been active. You had to play in a lot of games. Uh, but, 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 but he's not even, I was going to say Kemba Walker. He's not even active anymore. So I won't say him. <laughs> um, I mean, is it so, is it, could it be, would it be crazy if it's Steph? Would that be insane? <laughs> I mean, me it's Steph. hit my brain like five times. Give me Steph. All right. So first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to cut it off at this round of guessing. Yeah. The correct answer. Shooting under 25% on Christmas threes with at least 25 taken. Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry. Hey! Way Skeets wins the week. <laughs> Eight to 
seven. God, I just, I just in my brain, I'm like, there's just no way. There's just no way that he's done that. There's just no Whoa. way. That's crazy. I wow. mean, I guess he must have had like one massive stinker or something like that. Like a yeah, he must. You know, like a one for eleven game. weird curry game or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must have been. Oh, that's good. What a uh, battle, Andrew. Boy, that was quite Woo. the battle. Hope you guys enjoy your Christmas and uh, happy holidays from all of us here at Slam Jam and no dunks. Happy holidays. Thanks so much for listening to the Athletic NBA Show's Christmas special. Hope you guys have an awesome holiday. Enjoy the basketball, and we'll be with you throughout the holiday season. We'll have a little bit of a different schedule this week, but then we'll be back to normal after the new year. Thanks so much for listening. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.